This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, you know it's Taz and Moose. You know it's Taz and Moose. Hey. Taz and Moose with you here on this Friday morning on CBS Sports Radio. Coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studio. Rocket Mortgage with you every step of the way to provide a seamless mortgage experience. You've got Billy and Mike across the way. John Fast with your updates uh, throughout the course of the morning as we have an hour left to play with an action-packed final hour. College picks coming your way later on. Tommy Bowden will join us as well. Talk a little college football, but we kick off this hour. Here we go, the three. It is now time for the three. We get you caught up on the three biggest headlines of the day with Taz and the Moose. Number one. Clemson rolls an opener. Yeah, they certainly do. Uh, the final 52-14, they cover the 36.5, 37-point spread going into the game last night. Home opener uh, down there in Death Valley. So uh, the Tigers, who are the number one team in the land coming into it, off a national championship. Dabo Sweeney's done a remarkable job building up that program. Etienne was on display, as was the receivers. Lawrence struggled a little bit through a couple picks, but uh, it was a daylight victory uh, for the best team in the country. Yeah, no, uh, I'll turn that mic on. No, the, the, no doubt. Uh, Travis and Etienne, the, the, talking earlier about him, I was, just tremendous uh, running back, and uh, he was great last year. Picked up right where he started for the Tigers this year. I should say last night um, against Tech, against uh, Georgia Tech. Uh, tremendous. Um, obviously, Trevor Lawrence, tremendous quarterback. Big kid, 6'5", 6'6". Showed his uh, athleticism, his running ability even more last night besides his accuracy and a big arm he has. They are uh, their defense. Their defensive line picked up right where it left off last year, even though they lost a bunch of guys. And and I I um I questioned yesterday on the show. I wonder how that defensive line is going to be. They filled in the blanks pretty pretty good. Shows the awesome depth that uh, Coach Dabo Sweeney has there with uh, with the Tigers. Here is Lawrence after the victory. Cut uh, cut three, Billy. Respond to adversity. It's always good to see, especially with a team like this that lost so many guys from last year, and we're a young team, but we got good leadership. And seeing us just kind of fight, and, and you know, some things didn't go our ways, but coming back and, and responding. Yeah, and and how about Dabo Sweeney? We'll go with uh, we'll go with cut one. Why he uh, well is infatuated with his squad. <laughs> It's been really good. Again, these guys like each other. It's fun. The, the the best thing for me is seeing other guys get excited about their teammates, you know, having success, making a play, coaching each other. Um, I love that. I love that. And, it's you know, it's just awesome to see Justin Ross and T. Higgins, and, you know, just so excited about Frank Latson and, you know, seeing these guys get in the game. And when we, we got guys in on kickoff coverage and everybody's on the sideline going, all right, I got Donnelly. All right, I got this guy. And they're calling out guys that they're going to watch and hold accountable to them getting their job done. It's just it's just really it's really cool. Uh, yeah, and, and it should be. And he's in a prime position, Taz. That program's rolling along. He's got five-star recruits coming in. He's got an unbelievable quarterback in Lawrence. You touched upon the running back, receiver, skill set, great defensive coordinator, Brett Venables. 
uh, as well. Um, and that defense rolling right along. You know, the next two games, probably their stiffest challenges of the year, right? Home Texas A&M mm. on the road against uh, the Syracuse Orange in upstate New York. The next two weeks, September 7th and September 14th. Aside from that, I mean, Florida State mm. at home. Um, you want to look yeah. at the Seminoles. We'll see what they do against Boise State. That game got moved to Tallahassee. Yeah, because of Hurricane Dorian. Yeah. Uh, so we'll, we'll see exactly what happens here. But uh, Clemson, uh, I know it's a chalky pick, but they're the best team in the land and, and obviously the favorite to win another national championship. And they should be. You know, If anybody watched that game last night, I understand Georgia Tech is a young squad. They lost a lot of guys last year. They have a young head coach. I know that they're they're a program that's kind of rebuilding, um, you know Georgia Tech is, but they're athletic. Their defense is fast and athletic. They just they're just not a lot of experience. So, you know, Clemson they exploited that big yep. time. They really exploited that. Even though they picked off Trevor Lawrence twice, it's you know I, I wouldn't panic over that. It's the first game of the year, and you know they're trying to get their routes down and stuff like that. So, but the running game. Is strong and legitimate there with ETN running run the ball for Clemson. So he is the front runner right now, Moose. I, I think he's going to win the Heisman uh, straight ahead. I think ETN, tra- he will win the Heisman. That's okay. what I think. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's got a hell of a shot. Um, yeah. uh, we'll see uh, how good of a year he does have. All right. Number two. Number two. Jerry Jones accepts that Ezekiel Elliott will miss one week. Uh, right, here is the Cowboys owner. We'll go back-to-back here, Billy. The Jerry Jones talking about the Elliott scenario and week one availability. I'm operating this, though, right now. It's going to miss regular season games. I'm, my entire expectation for what we're putting together as a team right now uh, would anticipate with him holding out and not having maybe any training camp that he's going to miss preseason games, that he's going to miss games. We uh, need Zeke, and we'll use him uh, when we get him. It'll be uh, that much better for the Cowboys, but if we don't have him, we're going to go out there and play winning football. Well, there you have it. So, Elliott, um, you know, still holding out. Uh, Jones, uh, you know, mm-hmm. believes, obviously, and he knows better than anybody, um, that uh, Elliott, in all likelihood, will not be there week one. But, uh, you know, they can win without him, but he also now is – Besides his public sentiment before Taz, where he said basically said, you know, we're not about one player. At least he came out and admit, you know, we need Elliot. Yeah, and I don't blame him. I mean, he, he's do. singing a different tune right now than he was many, many, many weeks ago. Jerry Jones was like, ah, you don't need a, you don't need a great running back to go to Super Bowl or go to the NFC Championship or whatever. I'm paraphrasing whatever the heck he said. It was something along that in that elk. But you, you're going to need this guy. You're going to need Zeke Elliott, and Dak Prescott really needs him. Um, Dak's a different player with that guy not there. And, and, and you know, we'll see how this works out for the Cowboys. You know, I mean, uh, one of our regular callers and, and a big supporter of our show, John from Jersey, he, you know, he made a good point on his call to our show during the week. Basically saying if the Cowboys go 3-1, and one, well, uh, you know, four weeks into the season, well, then you don't have to, you know, I'm sure that, you know, Zeke Elliott, they're not going to be in a rush to get him back and to pay him the millions of dollars, uh, the millions upon millions he wants. But... If they go on four, oh, oh, and four after four weeks, well, then that helps the leverage of Ezekiel Elliott. All right, number three. Number three. Here are your Taz and the Moose fantasy football participants. Ah, yeah. That's right. And everyone out there, we appreciate all the love and the support and certainly trying to get yourself involved. Uh, As we've established here, draft is Tuesday night, 6 o'clock Eastern time. It's a 12-team league. Two spots were opening up. 
or opened up for our listening audience. Yes, it's it's very exciting. And it's, listen, uh, thank you, everyone. You know, it's just, it's we can't have everyone in. I, I wanted to have uh, a bigger league, but Moose, you pointed out, we, we shouldn't do that because that'll be a problem. It waters down our rosters, everyone's rosters, you know. So we can't have everybody in it. You know, I wish we could. And I know you wish we could, too. Absolutely. Can't do it. It cannot happen. You can't. Not everyone can win. Well, someone's going to be left out. You feel bad. And we, we for everyone out there, we, we announced the five finalists earlier on the show. We opened it up for last ditch, please, um, <sighs> to get into the league on the phones as well. I feel like an NFL um, coach when they cut guys. Thank you for letting me finish. Yeah. Uh, thank you. Oh, just a conversation. Appreciate we'll just, it. I don't, no, I, 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 don't, you, yeah. I know you. Appreciate I, that. I'll do the injury book. All right, go ahead. This. Conversation, but continue. I just I, say, you know, sometimes you can bar back and forth. I don't, you know me, I don't like the There's no pong barbing ball. back and forth. No, this, yes, this should be bar back. It's going to have to be ping pong. Bing, bing, bing. Taz, I'm joking. Bing, stop, bing, stop. I'm joking bing, around with bing, you. Relax. Anyway, bing, so we got, um, so we, ena- we allowed it and opened it up to the calls as well. Yes, we did. Now what? Now we got to pick. Now we got to announce it. Right, correct. So, so we have our two. Uh, the first spot is going to go to uh, a gentleman who was very creative. Driving in his car uh, was one of the first guys to get on the horn and throw his name into the ring. And let's play it. Here is Bradley King. So I understand you want people to bag and plead and get on their knees. Well, I'm doing something that's illegal. But I do want to be part of your fantasy league. So take that for what it is. Uh, I'll definitely love to be a part of it. I'm driving to Greensboro, North Carolina to buy some cars today, listening to you-know-who. So take your pick. Pick me. There you go. Bradley King, we have selected you. You're one of the two. That's a big deal. Big deal right there for Bradley King. Congratulations to the young man. Uh, he obviously has great taste in shows he listens to. and At Brad uh, King 2217. Yes, and so Brad, all people will get a hold of you, and uh, and you will be in the uh, the 12 teams. You will be one of the teams. You will be part of the the real Tazamoose Fantasy Football League, which is the most sought-after football league maybe ever. Um, so, uh, so that's it. So Brad is in, and we look forward to having him part of it. Just don't be a pain in the ass. And all right, our fun. second combatant. Uh, was one that uh, just came into uh, mind's eye in the last, I would say, 30, 35 minutes, uh, and that is Eli out in Sacramento. Take a listen. What's up, guys? You know, I'm here in Sacramento. I listen every day. Last year, I tried to get on the league. I didn't get in, but I wasn't mad. I also tried to help Moose's situation with the night school class That's true. and suggested that he turn his night school class into a war room. Mm. Nice job, Eli. You are a, so Eli and Bradley. Congratulations! We congratulate you. You are in the Taz and the Moose Fantasy Football League. Uh, you have to be locked in. You have to be an active participant and uh, ready to draft. Come your way Tuesday night. We'll, Taz will do the draft order with Bogish on Monday morning during Taz and the Moose, and then Tuesday night we draft our league. Yeah, and uh, obviously, there's a lot of people that think about well, what about Speakerphone Jones. Because, you know, the, the pleas, the, not one, but two shots he took and the at others. this. The great John Dean, well, Benny no, of course, G. Of course, of course. But Speakerphone went another Jareth. level. It wasn't only a tweet. It's a plethora of tweets by Speakerphone. Why can't you let me just put the guy over? Why didn't you want to put him over? He he praises you. He praises me. He loves what we do. Oh, no. We've got to give him that moment. The other ones. I know. I, was, I agree with you. I agree with those conversation. other ones. But this moment I want to dedicate to 
because I feel bad. I know you feel bad too to speakerphone Jones. I'm very sorry that this happened to him. I'm not sorry. What the hell? I'm very sorry this happened to him, and it's a it's a problem. It's a problem where this guy keeps trying to get in the league. Last year he tried, it didn't happen. Tried twice this year, it didn't happen. He called. He sends tweets. What else did he do, Mike? He sent did he send uh nothing. That was it. He did videos, tweets. Everywhere. Mean, we got people the calling the show saying, put him on. Right. So what we've decided, even though you, Speakerphone Jones, are not in the Taz and Moose Fantasy Football League, you can be you will be part of it. He can be co-GMs with me. Right. Or so I'll, Mike, be, I'll be the right. lead GM. He can be my assistant GM. Right. I'll there be making go. all the decisions, though. Right. You'll make decisions, but you will have like a regular uh, conversation daily, probably, with speakerphone Joe's private conversations. Yeah, we'll have meetings to discuss our moves, where, waiver wire decisions, and everything that's involved uh, to put together the best team to win the title. Now, what about Benny G? Uh, Benny. The great John Dean. Well, what's your point? Jared, they can join my them? team as well. We can have a whole. We can have a whole crew. What are you saying that for? We're, 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 because I'm, I'm giving you the difference between Speakerphone Jones and these guys. No, these I, other people, I, they they sent a tweet and they, they we read their tweet. They made the final five. I was just asking, do we have to do anything for them? I don't think so because okay. they didn't go as far as Speakerphone did and his passion. All no right. one called the show. No knock on these other gentlemen uh, to get them in. People Fair. were calling the show, so that that's why. So I, you know. I mean, if Fair. you don't, hey, listen, if you don't want, hey, how about if you Joe don't want the speak- caller from Louisville what driving about? truck? He's called relentlessly. Wow. I don't know. Moose, have him run your team with you. Have him run your team. No, I was just, I was just, I was just bringing up speakerphone deserves the opportunity. He's going to be running Mike's team. Won't He's not going to be running his team. Won't He's not, running. you're not listening to what he said, sir. He's going to be the co-GM. He's going to be co-GM with him. That's He's going to be the running back specialist. Yeah. So gonna I give, I'm going to give Speakerphone Jones kicker. Nice. Kicker priority. There you go. No, you got to give him more than that. Yeah, maybe him, defense. Defense and kicker. He gets the special teams. So he's a co-owner in name only. No, no, no. He's play, He's going to be a participant in this, but okay. uh, final decisions go through me. Listen, uh, he's not a co-GM. You know what he is for you, I think? An advisor. Okay. So you're, maybe your team. Your team's called Leon's Dad. That's the name of your team. Right now, but it might change. Leon's Dad has a speaker. How about that? Something funny like that. I have an idea, but I want to run it by him first, and then I'll put the new team name well, on it. Well, that's your private business well with your advisor. So. so there you go. Congratulations, Eli in Sacramento, Bradley King, and also Speakerphone Jones uh, is going to be the uh, co-GM of Mike's yet-to-be-named team in the Taz and the Moose Fantasy Football League. And we thank everyone out there, Joe, uh, the great John Dean, Benny G, Jarrett, everyone that called last hour as well. Uh, we appreciate you guys all, uh, and thanks for uh, uh, thanks for trying to get into the league. Who knows? Maybe we'll expand it a year from now. But um, you know, twelve is a lot. Uh, twelve is a lot to be perfectly honest mm. with you. Uh, you go 14, 16, 18 team leagues. I mean, that is the draft. Then just drags on. But uh, we appreciate everyone listening and tuning in each and every day. But congratulations uh, to Bradley and Eli. Uh, they are in, uh, and we'll do the draft order on Monday morning. Well, We're going to talk a little. Yeah. Uh, I just want to say one thing, and, and to every point you just made there, Moose, and we're just being closing on this. It's like, all kidding aside, we have fun with it, but we do our best here to have fan interaction, listener interaction, you know, with everyone. So that's that's what everyone here does. We try to do that on our show, 
no matter if it's social media or people calling the show and getting you guys involved with the show. So, you know, I know a lot of people get competitive and they want to, and we're having fun with it, but people get competitive and they want to really be in and then they don't get in and don't get upset. You know, it's just, we can't have everyone, like Bruce just said, you can't have a, we can't do a, a, a 14 or 16 team fantasy, you know, league and it'll be horrible, you know, so. Um, so we can't have everybody in. It's just that simple. We have a lot of people that are part of this show that work here that we got to have in. So I don't want any of these people in, to be honest with you. I don't want Mikey being You think I want Billy in this thing? I don't want Billy in this thing. Tommy Bowden. We'll talk a little college football. ACC Network analyst, former coach. He's going to join us next. It's Taz and Moose on this Friday morning right here, CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. That's right. On a Friday morning, 855-212-4227. Tommy Bowden, a former coach and ACC Network analyst, will join us here momentarily. John Fast is here. Final update of the morning on our program. What's going on, Johnny? Well, guys, Travis ETM is what's going on. He ran for 205 yards and three touchdowns last night, averaging over 17 yards per carry. As top-ranked Clemson opened up defense of its national title with a 52-14 route of Georgia Tech. Gaudy numbers on offense for the Tigers, but Dabo Swinney points out, as is so often the case, what happened on the other side of the ball really tells the story. Just really proud of our team. And uh, defensively, again, the turnovers that they created, we had stops on fourth down, the goal line stop, two picks, uh, super job on third down. They were like 5-16. of 16. So really, uh, just just hats off to the D. Elsewhere, 12th-ranked Texas A&M had an easy time with Texas State 41-7. Kellen Mond threw 194 yards and three touchdowns while adding a fourth score on the ground. Number 14, Utah went into Provo and knocked off BYU 30-12. Zach Moss ran for a buck 88 and a touchdown. And 17th-ranked Central Florida drilled Florida A&M 62 to nothing. Ryan Fitzpatrick was named the Dolphins' starting quarterback for their season opener next weekend against Baltimore. The 36-year-old Fitzpatrick beat out Josh Rosen, who Miami acquired from Arizona after the Cardinals made Kyler Murray the number one overall pick in this year's draft. Cowboys owner Jerry Jones said he's now at the point in which he expects to be without Ezekiel Elliott for the start of the regular season. Elliott, of course, holding out for a contract extension. He has two years remaining on his rookie deal. And Browns running back Kareem Hunt underwent sports hernia surgery yesterday. He is expected to be fully recovered when he returns from his eight-game suspension, which was handed down for violating the league's personal conduct policy. Turning to baseball, where the Twins maintain their three-and-a-half-game lead over the Indians in the Central, Minnesota got two home runs from Jake Cave and one from C.J. Crone in a 10-5 win over the White Sox. The Twins breaking the record for the most home runs in a season, and they're just the most uh, road home runs in a season, They're just six shy of the all-time mark, which was set by the Yankees last year. The Indians, meanwhile, took care of the Tigers. Two to nothing behind the red-hot Mike Clevenger, Terry Francona, more than impressed with his 28-year-old right-hander. Every time he'd let one fly every once in a while up and he'd corral himself and come back. I thought he pitched really good to that. I mean, shoot, that fastball had velocity that he kept throughout the game. His breaking ball was really good. Uh, he He just really pitched. And over his last 11 starts, Clevenger's 9-0 with a 1.87 ERA, guys. He struck out 92 in 67 and a third. I'm out. Thanks, it's guys. It's been great. Thank you, Johnny. Let's hit the guest line right now. Let's talk a little college football. Tommy Bowden joins us. 
uh, college football analyst, former coach. Hey, Tommy, Taz of the Moose with you. Thanks for a couple minutes this morning. What's up, coach? Yeah, yeah good morning. Good morning to both of you. Yeah, good morning to you. Uh, you know, when you look at this Clemson team, which we saw on display last night, coach, um, what is there any concern when you look at this team? <clears throat> you know, it would have to be possibly. <laughs> I'm just saying possibly because this is the area they've recruited the best would be depth on the defensive line, and uh, they've recruited, and I, I should say I should say experience. They replaced some great players, but that's the hardest position to recruit, and that's where they've had the most success recently. So they've got good young talent, but uh, offensively, I think three out of the four wide outs are potential first-rounders. Running backs might be the best in the country. Quarterback, Heisman Trophy winner, four seniors on the offensive line. You know, I think it's just going to be complacency and mental issues other than physical. Uh, well, Coach, it's all about running back. Travis Etienne, I mean, you know, you look on all these different Heisman uh, watch lists for 2019, you know, his name's on there, but not at the tippy top. You know, you've seen a lot of the quarterbacks, you know. But I got to tell you, Coach, I mean, I, I, I think this kid might be. I wanna get, I'd love to get your take and your, your expertise. I mean, is he, is he a front runner right now after his, you just watch the way he plays? And I know it's a young Georgia, te- a Georgia Tech team, but – I mean, I'll tell you what, this kid, the year he had last year into this year, what he could potentially do, do you feel like Travis Etienne could be the Heisman Trophy winner? Oh, there's no doubt. Uh, unfortunately, he plays on the team with the winner, Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> that's, <laughs> Funny. That, that's the only thing that's going to hurt him. And like you said, uh, a true freshman coming in last year, they went on that run, won the national championship. He was overshadowed, I think, by Trevor Lawrence. But, gosh, I think he averaged eight yards of carry. You saw what he did last night. He's strength. He's got power. He's got speed. So, yeah, he he could be the best overlooked guy, but uh, I think with what he did last night, national TV, Thursday night, it's going to give him a great boost, mm. but he's going to have to fight his teammate. Tommy, uh, who's the second best team in the ACC? <laughs> yeah, take a the dice and throw them out there. Man, that's, <laughs> that's the difficult thing for Clemson. Oh, I say not difficult for Clemson. It's, it's, uh, they're just not, there's not a second. You could just really throw them all in a hat. Uh, Syracuse, uh, two years ago, beat uh, Clemson, has played them really well. Three years ago, Pitt beat them. But I don't see either either, that, either of those doing that again. Uh, yeah. Miami's got a freshman quarterback. It's just you'd have to say Miami, but uh, I, I just say them because of, because of history and tradition more than anything else. Florida State, so many unanswered questions. They should be, but uh, it, they call the Coastal the chaotic coastal, yeah, but uh, and, and it really is. Uh, Coach, you mentioned uh, the quarterback for Clemson, Trevor Lawrence, a moment ago. What were your thoughts and impressions after his first game last night? He had two ints. We played good though. He showed his athleticism, run the ball too. Uh, you know, what, what's your thoughts? Break him down, man. Trevor Lawrence, um, what you thought of him? Well, you know, if you saw the first pick, I'm, I'm sitting there watching that. The, the defensive back they had a quick out call. The defensive back showed him press man, and uh, he bailed. And, the, and he bailed with his belly button to the ball. The defensive back, I mean, bailed. He started turning right before mm. the snap. So he had his belly button, his eyes to the ball, and he saw the, the quick drop, the release. Uh, so he had a great chance to break on. The other was trying to make a big play right before the half. You know, he threw it up there. and They played great on defense. So uh, he probably won't do that again. But the performance was really well. And, you know, you got to remember, he's just a true sophomore. But he went out there, executed, managed the team. He's such a great leader. He's got all the intangibles, but I thought his performance was well. I don't know if it'd be an A plus, but it, it would be an A minus. 
Yeah, you know, I'm curious, Coach. You mentioned Syracuse. What the what about the job that uh, that Dino Babers has done up there with the Orange rebuilding that program? Yeah, I'm, I'm just surprised he's still here. I really think yeah, he's going good point. Ten, to, ten win season at Syracuse is really difficult to do. A lot of people are picking them as the second best team. You got Tommy DeVito, the quarterback, played some last year. Uh, and, and, is, and is a quality guy, but uh, not like Eric Dungey, the guy they, the guys they lost. But he's done a great job. And like I said, I just don't think he'll be there very long. He's, he's had success everywhere he's been. He's a really good offensive mind. He, he coaches with an edge. He's a tougher guy. A lot of those offensive guys, you know, kind of, <laughs> you know they, they wear dresses every other day. This guy is a tough. He is a tough, hard-nosed guy, and I, I just think he's uh, he'll be at another place pretty soon. Yeah, seems like an excellent motivator. And uh, speaking of head coaches, I want to ask you, Coach, about Chip Kelly with UCLA. I mean, uh, what, what's your thoughts on the program with him? You know, I know it's so early, you know, so early here, but and they played last night. But do you think that he can turn things around there for, for the Bruins? I tell you, it's going to be hard, and and uh, the, the only salvation for him is a lot of the rest of the country don't follow the Big Twelve that much. Right, right. You got, but you got one noisemaker out there right now, and that's Oregon. And other than that, uh, Washington a couple of years ago, there's just not much noise and interest. And once you get west, uh, east of the Mississippi, so uh, that's his only salvation. But it's going to be more difficult, I think, than what he what he thought. And uh, people are really coming after him because of his background and what he did at Oregon. Right. Uh, they did not look well last night. And uh, I'd, I'd run my AD down and see why he scheduled Cincinnati at Cincinnati. Mm, I know that's tough. Stuff. Coach, uh, you know, with uh, you know, when you when you look around the country, the the job that ba- the job that um, that Clemson has done, right, and Dabo's done down there with the Clemson Tigers, and now the number one team in the land. You know, have we? You know, Alabama has been that kind of you know staple, best uh, program in the country. You know, did that national championship game change everything? Well, I think it did. I think it put them on equal footing. You know. Uh, Clemson, I think, was chasing Alabama. I think now they've caught them. And right now they're a little bit ahead of them because they beat them last year. So uh, they're very much on par. They've got an administration that's really financially met the challenge in facilities and coaches' salaries. And they've got the guy, a guy there right now. It's just he, he, He's the whole bundle of wax. Completely different personality and mode of operation than, than Nick Saban as far as the sideline mannerisms, how he handles the media, as, as you've noticed, and things like that. So, uh, Yes, I think they they're he just hasn't done it as long as Nick Saban, but they are equal, they're on par and might be a step ahead. Uh coach uh, Jalen Hurts, uh, you know as you know he transferred right from Alabama to yeah. uh the Sooners, you know, and and uh they just recently Oklahoma named him a captain, which is great for this kid as a transfer, which you know, that's kind of rare you transfer in and then you you become a captain right in, right before you even play one down real down for the team regardless uh moose and i talk glowing a lot of this kid we think a lot of him and, and we're, we're hoping he does well we both feel the same in this that for oklahoma uh what do you think uh give us some perception or expertise on on jalen hurts and what he could do with that oklahoma team well i think what you just mentioned is going to be awful important because if he does not have success early the, the one of the first ones will go, you know, those wide receivers are running back to the offensive line, the defense sitting there uh, moaning because you're not keeping the ball, keeping right. them off the field. The fact that he was elected cap and I, captain, I think, is really going to get him over any initial hurdles he could have. Then you got to go with Lincoln Riley's success as a quarterback coach and how he handles those guys. Tremendous job mentally. Uh, so I think he's got those two ingredients in him that really 
should uh, should help Oklahoma not slip at all. But what you mentioned initially about his uh, being elected as a captain is so important in case he uh, encumbers some uh, has some early hurdles uh, as a starter. I think he'll be able to overcome them. You know, Coach, I'm curious, a program that obviously you know very, very well with what your dad accomplished, legendary uh, you know, college football coach at, at Florida State. What do you think has happened to that Seminole program after the defection of Jimbo Fisher to A&M? You know, I, I know that a lot has been written about the, he left the cupboard bare. You know, the cupboard's really not bare uh, with Florida State playing in the ACC. They've got better players in Boston College, better players in Duke, better players in Wake Forest. You know, teams that are losing teams. To they've got better players in, so it's not talent. And uh, he started out so bad in that Virginia Tech game. I think he lost his team early. Uh, you know, guys, the, a lot of doubt and indecision. But they've got some huge strides to make. They were just not average on offense. They were terrible on offense. He's handed the, 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 the reins over to a new guy, Kendall Bryles. Again, you're dealing with young, fragile minds of these players, 18, 19 years old. If they don't have success early. In the season, they, they could, again, stall out. But uh, he's got a very difficult job, Willie Taggart. He's really done a great job of including my father back in the program and, and getting him involved. But uh, that, that'll that'll help him through that one year. He's, he's on his own this year. Hey, Coach, as far as uh, quarterbacks this year, you know, just to put you on a spot for a second, I mean, just to, who, who do you think? I mean, who's the best quarterback in, in, coming out this year playing in the college football? Would it be Fromm? Would it be uh, the Oregon quarterback, Herbert? Would it be uh, Easton out of uh, Washington or Tua, Alabama, Trevor Lawrence? Who, who's, who would, if you had to pick a quarterback that he's the guy, the best quarterback right now, who would it be? I, I think Trevor Lawrence because he, you mentioned all those guys, and some of them have a really good running skill. All of them got good throwing skills. Right. Some of them are a little more athletic, a little bit better in, in the pocket and throwing on the run. I think Trevor Lawrence is a combination of all those plus size. You know, from I'm not sure his height. They might list him six, he's two, like six, six two. He's about six two, I six, believe. Yeah, six two. Trevor Lawrence, six five, maybe pushing six six. A big right. thick guy can take uh, set in the pocket. Pros are going to force you to stay in the pocket and see over linemen. You know, he's got that in his favor. Uh, he's proven he can take the pressure. His mental toughness. We've got some of Deshaun Watson. You know, I think as far yeah, as maturity sure. uh, beyond his age. So I just think he is the complete uh, package. Tua is a really good quarterback. He's very accurate, soft touch. His height might be a problem in the pocket in the NFL. So I think Trevor Lawrence is, is the best. A very, I think we're seeing a very unique guy in college football. Uh, biggest threat to Alabama and Clemson is who, Coach? I think the biggest threat is going to come from the SEC. Ten-win LSU, got a ten-win Georgia. I think those are going to be the two biggest threats. Even though you had a ten-win Florida and ten-win Kentucky, I think they're behind Georgia and LSU as far as talent. So I think Georgia and LSU and Oklahoma would would be the the, the biggest threats. You know, final one for you, uh, Tommy, is this. You know, we, we saw Ryan Day step in last year at Ohio State and, and have a, a lot of success, right? And now we know that it is his program moving forward. But still, when he was coaching that team, it was still Urban Meyer's program. Now that is his program, how difficult is it, you know, kind of that transition to where, you know, Meyer's no longer there, it's your show, it's your team, you're the head coach, and you've got to keep the brilliance going for Ohio State. You know, I, 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 when I became a head coach, I inherited two three-win teams. Uh, Clemson was coming off the three-win season. Tulane was coming off the three-win season. I was fortunate to have early success. The players got confidence. Now, Ohio State's different. They've had tremendous success. They've got good players. 
I think it's double important that he have success early. Uh, and, and so there's no doubt or indecision that he was the right guy to his players and, uh, and to his fan base. So uh, I, everything indicates that he got them to go because everything's in place, tradition, history, money, players. He's got all of everything else. Hey, Coach, we appreciate the time this morning. We really do. Have a good holiday weekend, all right? And uh, we'll be watching on the ACC Network, all right? Thanks, hey, Coach. Hey, enjoy the, se- enjoy the season. Thank you. Take you care, got it. Uh, there is uh, Tommy Bowden, ACC Network analyst, uh, former head coach as well in college football. It's Taz and the Moose with you here on this Friday morning. We've got some college football picks. We'll do that next as we take you to the top of the hour right here, CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. All right, time right now to answer our Ask the Pros question of the day brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts. Today's question is from Joel in Idaho. Which week number does Elliot Ezekiel Elliott come back in? Which week number does he come back in? I'll go with the uh, uh, round old number of four. Uh, oh, man, I don't know. I, I, I'll go five. I, I'll just go not just to be the same. I, I just take a little further, but I, I don't okay. know. I don't even know. Yeah, yeah five. four or five. I yeah. mean, six. It's really gay. It's really just a no, throw a dart up against the wall. I mean, no, who I knows? Agree. I mean, totally. but uh, depending on how the Cowboys get started in the season as well, don't forget you can submit a question by going to cbssportsradio.com slash askthepros. Think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all your car care needs. Get guaranteed low prices, excellent customer service at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every single day. Week one, college football is upon us. Let's get to some picks. The Taz and Moose picks are for fun only. This is not for gambling purposes, just some chuckles and a good time. Enjoy the Taz and Moose picks now. Listen irresponsibly. It's now time for the Taz and Moose College Football Picks. Yeah. The three picks you need to know. That's it. So three apiece, so six. But yes, three apiece. We can pick same games uh, as well. So uh, you want to go first, Taz? You want me? Uh, you go first. All right, I'll go first. Uh, I'm going to lead off. We're going to head to AT&T Stadium down in Arlington, Texas. Oregon, uh, the 11th seeded team, the 11th ranked team in the land, going on the road, go, taking on Auburn, a 16th ranked team in the land, neutral site game down in uh, Jerry's World. I'm going to take the Oregon Ducks, uh, Mario Cristobal's team. Herbert at quarterback, we talked about him with Bowden a previous segment. Uh, he's a guy that could be the number one overall pick next April uh, in the NFL draft. I think it's an Oregon team that people kind of sleeping on a little bit. I know it's easy to go Auburn, go SEC. Uh, but you got to also remember the Tigers are starting a true freshman at quarterback. Uh, the line has moved greatly. Uh, the one point in time, the Tigers uh, of Auburn were six and a half, six point favorite. It's down to three and a half. I'm going to take three in the hook. Give me the Ducks plus three and a half. I think Herbert plays well. I think the true freshman at quarterback struggles for Auburn. It's a game that clearly could go either way. I'll take the three and a half points. Neutral site, AT&T Stadium, 730 Saturday night. Give me Oregon. Yeah, that's probably going to be one of the better games this weekend, Moose, as you know. So I'm looking forward to that. I like your pick, too. 
All right, I'm going to go a little different. I'm going to go to your alma mater. We're going to go a little Syracuse for oh. Liberty. First Liberty. How about that? Look at that. And this game is uh, in Lynchburg, Virginia at Williams Stadium, uh, the home of Liberty there. And so, interesting deal. This Syracuse Cuse Orange comes in at 22 in the nation, ranked at 22 in the nation. So, I'm, I'm a believer in this Cuse team. And, um, you know, what's the line on this game? Eight to, well, the Cuse is <laughs> minus 18 and a half. That's what I have, 18 and a half here. Yep. Um I think Cuse covers, man. I think they. I think they're going to beat up on Liberty pretty good here. I, I, you know, it's a lot of the games this weekend, as you know, Moose. I like this. They have big, big numbers in a lot between. Of them. Yep. Yeah, because it's the first couple of weeks that usually is what happens. But you know, I don't know. I just, I just want to talk up Syracuse a little bit. You know, talk about Coach Babers. He's great, um, and that 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 Orange team is locked and loaded. I think this is a great squad for them to play against on the road against Liberty. You know, they're going to come out fired up, Liberty. Okay, I know that's not that's that doesn't scream big time D one football. I know that, but it's okay. They're on the road. Cuse is going to someone else's place. Obviously, week one, it's a good little test that I think they can handle, and I do think they cover. So I'll take the Cuse uh, with the uh, given. There you go, love yeah. it. Yeah. All right, Cuse pick number one for Taz. Uh, pick number two for me. Uh, we're gonna go down to Memphis, Tennessee. Um, I'm going to take the Memphis Tigers mm. laying four and a half at home against Ole Miss. Not necessarily a trend week one picking against SEC. I guess it's matter when I look at Ole Miss, I just don't think they're as talented as Memphis. Memphis did lose a lot, as we do know, off last year's team, dynamic running game and everything and the like. Now Ole Miss goes on the road, very, very thin. Don't really trust that offense all that much. I think the Memphis Tigers are a better football team. Um, and uh, I'm going to take them. I'm going to lay the four and a half. I think they win the game by a touchdown, Taz. Uh, an early knock at an Ole Miss program that's trying to find their footing once again after everything that went down with Hugh Freeze and everything in the like down there with that program. But give me Memphis laying the four and a half. That's pick number two. All right, all right. Sounds good. Sounds good. We're going to do a little uh, little Cali, little California action right here. We're going to go out to Stanford, California, the Stanford Stadium as Northwestern goes into the hostile confines of Stanford. So, look, man, um, this game here, I mean, both these teams are good teams for sure. I mean, they're, they're projected to be good teams, I should say. Stanford is minus six at home. Okay, I'm going to take Stanford. I'm going to I'm gonna give the six and take Stanford. Okay, Stanford's ranked 25 in the country. Um, look, I, I, look, going into, going, into, going into Stanford for Northwestern, I do think it's going to be the ambitious task. Um, you got a really good quarterback in Costello. Um, for uh, for Stanford, so uh, you know, I think that he's a, a dominant guy. I think that that Northwestern secondary is going to have a hard time dealing with it. I think it'll be a good matchup because they got some good players. Northwestern does on that in that I should say in that secondary. So I think that's a matchup to look at. So um, and you know what, you got to see with Northwestern. They're kind of like you know, as far as quarterbacks, they they got a couple of guys going running quarterback there. So you know, we got to see what kind of rhythm they can get. So I like Stanford at home on this, giving a six. You like Stanford at home laying the six. I like that pick as well, Taz. All right, pick number three uh, for me. I'm going to take – I think South Carolina is going to ruin the pomp and circumstance and the return uh, of uh, Mac Brown to the sideline uh, for the North Carolina Tar Heels. We know Carolina was terrible a year ago. They were, and they had massive change in that program. Uh, I think they were one and seven in the AC – one and seven in the ACC, two and nine overall. Now you have South Carolina and Will Muschamp's team coming in, and they're a heavy 11-point favorite. Now you're saying, all right, a little bit of a rivalry, South Carolina and North Carolina, that's a lot of points to lay. South Carolina is a decidedly better football team uh, than the North Carolina Tar Heels. Mack Brown takes over a program, takes over a team. 
you know, six years out of college football. I wish him all the best. I hope he does a fantastic job. But it's not exactly like that is uh, a program that is uh, uh, full of upper echelon elite college players. That's going to be a little bit of a rebuild for the North Carolina Tar Heels. And I think he can do it. South Carolina steps in on the road in Charlotte NC, and I think they hand it to him. Uh, the spread has got up as we've got along. It opened up as a touchdown. It's up to 11 now uh, as the betting has ensued. A lot of money on South Carolina. I do think that's the smart money. Give me the Gamecocks wow. of South Carolina. Lay the 11 to hand it to Mac Brown and the Carolina Tar Heels. And that's 3.30 Saturday afternoon. You know that's going to be another good one right there. Seriously, that's going to be another good one for sure. All right, I'm going to go a little uh, Boise State versus Florida State here. As you mentioned earlier, this game was cha- was uh, relocated due to hurricane. Jacksonville to Tallahassee. Correct, sir. And so I- I'm going to go, uh, well, Tallahassee, Doke well, Campbell Stadium, I should say, in Tallahassee. Uh, what is the line in this game? Where was I just had it? Where was the line? I have the line. I'll get the line. La, 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 la. I had it in front of me. I'll get it in a second. Anyway, here's the thing. Look, you got two programs here that are trying to kind of figure out what's going on. You talked earlier to Coach Bowden a little bit about Florida State and what his dad has done there and stuff like that. Got interesting stuff there uh, with this with this Florida State team because you know if you look at the quarterback spot, they got Blackman will start at quarterback. Florida State announced that Blackman will be the starting quarterback, and and he was the quarterback last year. But they have a kid named Alex Hornibrook who transferred from Wisconsin. Hornibrook was a starter. He started as a freshman for the Badgers and his sophomore year, and then transferred. So you got a guy who's a pretty good, big, a big quarterback with a good arm, who's got experience, who's a starter on a D1 level in something called the Big Ten. Uh, you know, kind of breathing down Blackman's uh, Blackman's uh, uh, neck. throat, neck, neck, throat, whatever you want to call it, right? <laughs> so, so I don't know, man. I, I, I kind of like spreads I, three and a half. Thank you very much. So spreads three and thank a half. Thank you, Mike. Florida I couldn't State, find it. Florida, I couldn't find it either. I don't know what the hell. Florida State is laying the three and a half. So I'm going to take Florida State um, at Doe Campbell Stadium uh, over Boise State. All right. So my three selections opening weekend, big opening weekend to college football. You got Notre Dame playing on Labor Day night. You got games tonight, games last night, games all day and all night on Saturday, Taz. It's going to be a fun weekend. So my three picks this weekend uh, I'm taking South Carolina, laying the 11. Against North Carolina, I'm taking um, Oregon plus the three and a half against Auburn. Neutral sites game down at AT AT&T Stadium in Arlington, Texas. And then I'm taking the Memphis Tigers at home uh, against Ole Miss laying the four and a half. My three picks. Right. And I had Stanford covering at home against Northwestern. I have Cuse uh, <laughs> laying 18 and a half. Uh, at home. Go Orange. Uh, yeah, go Orange on the road uh, down there in Lynchburg, Virginia. To, to They're giving their 18 and a half to Liberty, and I think they're going to beat up Liberty. And I got Florida State covering against Boise State uh, down in Tallahassee. So there you have it. There you have it. Your six picks. Yes, from sir. From Taz and the Moose so here on right this uh, Friday morning. You got big Labor Day plans this weekend. I know you're working Monday morning. What about Saturday, Sunday? Yeah. Uh, all under the weather. Pre- you got to get yourself out. Yeah, I'm preparing for work Monday. So uh, the all weekend, weekend. Just all weekend working, prepping, show prepping. I'm, so uh, Your wife's going to enjoy that holiday weekend. Well, she helps me. She, <laughs> she works with me. You know, we work together on the show and concepts, and we're constantly working. No barbecue. 
No uh, brother-in-law barbecue this no, weekend. No, well, because he's dropping one of his kids off at school at college oh, down that's in Maryland. Disappointing for the belly. Yeah, it is. Yeah, he's he's a, he usually puts bar- together, gets the he, smoker he, out there. Yeah, we did it last week. He's the barbecue sensei. Nice. So, yeah, yeah. So I'm um, sure there'll be. But uh, uh, rumor has it I might be going to dinner um, over the weekend. I'm, I'm just reading an old text from my wife. Okay. Um, and uh, yeah, there might be dinner plans with somebody else in the family. So nice. I didn't know that, but uh, that might. There interrupt the show prep for my job. Very nice. So, so, yeah. <laughs> the dinner plans, apparently, my text messages. Well, whatever you might be doing, enjoy your holiday weekend. Got a couple burgers. Uh, got a couple barbecues on the tap today for the Malusis family. Uh, not today, over the weekend. Over weekend. So it'll be fun. Barbecues. Yeah, Rutgers tonight. Rutgers UMass uh, opener. Be down at Piscataway. I will. Yeah, pre and post game. Pre and post game. No sideline Jones. No, I'll be up in the booth. Uh, not down on the sideline. But, Taz, uh, good show, buddy. Uh, have a great holiday weekend. All right? I'll see you Tuesday, and I'll have a good Tuesday. long weekend. And thank you, everybody. Yeah, thanks for tuning in, everybody. Mike, Billy across the way, John with the updates. Have a wonderful weekend, everybody. Peace. There's got to be a 10-second runoff here. Hey, everyone. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.